Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So we talked the whole first hour on the show about the Emergencies Act now invoked in Canada. We expect a news conference coming up here later this mm -hmm. morning by Justin Trudeau. Because some premiers are saying this is great, bring it on, we support it, notably Doug Ford in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Others, like Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, saying this is going too far, we don't want this used in Alberta. Your thoughts on what's going on? Yeah, again, the B.C. government supports uh, the, the Ottawa government on this front as well, with, given what's playing out at the uh, Pacific Highway uh, crossing in, in uh, south of Vancouver. Uh, again, ninety-nine. This, this invoking this act will not affect... 99.9% .9 of Canadians. It's going to affect the truckers, and it's going to affect their... And I thought the, the really interesting thing yesterday was Krisha Freeland coming out and say, we're going to follow the money. And it's not about, you know, the police necessarily moving in with batons and things and, and arresting people en masse, although that may happen, but freezing their bank accounts, suspending their insurance, revoking their licenses. All this starts to take an effect on their personal financial situation, and that, I think, will have more impact than on a few arrests. So you may have police officers have been going through the blockades, taking down license plate mm -hmm. numbers, identifying people, and then they move to just freeze bank accounts. They don't need to go in front of a judge or anything nope. to do that. That's and, part of this emergency order. Yeah, right? and it's, what the emergency order does, it, it expedites what could have been done through legislation, uh, yeah. you, but that would take, you know, it could take a, at least three days to pass the House, even longer, royal assent and all this. This uh, uh, provides an immediacy. Yeah. Uh, in terms of action that otherwise wouldn't be uh, 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 accomplished without uh, legislation. The debate now is like, okay, is Trudeau doing the right thing? Will this actually bring this, this thing to an end anytime soon? Or is it overreach? Is it a power grab? And we talked about both sides of that during the, the mm -hmm. first hour of the show today. I'm going to speak later to the, pre the executive director of the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, who says this is going too far. If you look at the actual wording of the act, that the, the crisis that the country is facing right now doesn't meet the threshold. That's to bring in the I mean, that's what that's what they argue. Yeah, the civil liberties law, uh, the civil liberties association are basically that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to argue against government action like this. I mean, that's the reason why we have civil liberties associations or in the states and 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 Canada. But again, I go to that Angus Reid poll yesterday, which uh, just the latest poll that shows uh, increasing opposition to these blockades. Seventy-two percent of Canadians want them to go home. Uh, almost 70% favor police and or military action. So this is not a, a tiny majority view. This is increasingly where Canadians are, are landing. And I think Trudeau, uh, again, it's interesting. He's obviously taken some heat here for taking too long to act on this. His point yeah. yesterday, this is not the first step a government takes in terms of invoking this. Not the second step. It's not even the third step. You have to play a lot of other cards before you get to this point. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, the, the, uh, the trucker uh, convoy is doomed to failure. They, they want to overthrow the government. That's not going to happen. Uh, but they're having a disproportionate impact on the political arena. I mean, you've got Trudeau now taking, uh, uh, being hammered in the polls by voters who are frustrated and upset with, with how he's handled this. Doug Ford is, again, not looking good in, uh, in the polls. And you've got the Conservative Party started tearing itself apart in terms of do they support this or not. Pierre Poliev at first saying supports this. Now he's saying, well, I only support peaceful protests. Candace Bergen at first supported it. Now he's, she's calling on them to go home. So you've yeah. got the two main federal parties right now. Uh, being affected by this convoy, which, again, is not uh, supported by a majority. Oh, well, it's like you said yesterday, nobody's looking good on this thing. No. I mean, the politicians, the police chief in Ottawa just, just, just quit. 
I mean, he looks terrible. The Ottawa mayor uh, is taking a lot of heat. Uh, Doug Ford, Justin Trudeau, the opposition flailing flailing about and flip-flopping on their positions. So everyone kind of looks weak and and indecisive Uh, on this. But I guess, you know, Trudeau doing this emergencies thing, like I guess he's hoping this is going to make him look tough or it's going to make him look like he's taking action. He's large and in charge here. Or does it make yeah. or does it make him look weak? Like let me let me play a clip here for you and get your thoughts. So this is federal NDP leader Jugmeet Singh saying that okay, we will support this. So the opposition they need opposition support to get this right. So he's saying we support the Emergency Act declaration, but he also says this is proof that Trudeau is a failure. Have a listen to this. The fact that we're at this point that the Emergency Act needs to be invoked or is being discussed, being invoked, is is proof of the failure of leadership of the Prime Minister for us to even be in this point. For weeks and weeks, he did not act. That inaction allowed these, the, the convoy to dig in, and it has created this problem, not just in Ottawa, but across the country. So that's a, a, a proof point of the failure of his leadership. I'm not sure, though, if Jagmeet Singh was the Prime Minister, he, he would have <laughs> taken any tougher action no. at the start. No, I, I mean, so many things went wrong in this right from the start. Uh Again, I think it starts with the Ottawa situation, the Ottawa police and Ottawa City Hall not realizing what they were suddenly being uh, dealt with. Then Trudeau government, uh, again, sort of t- taking a hands-off approach uh, and allowed this thing to drift. So Horgan's, or, uh, Trudeau's opened himself up to criticism, no question. And, and saying, no, no surprise, the opposition party's going to say, oh, we support you, but we're going to use this as an, as an opportunity to bash you over the head. Yeah. Um, but your point about Trudeau, does this make him look tough? I mean, that, I don't think that's why he's doing it, but it is an opportunity for him to show, sort of flex some muscle here at a time when most Canadians support the vaccine. Uh, Abacus poll out yesterday, 63% of Canadians support vaccine mandates. In BC, 73% support vaccine mandates. So vaccine mandates are supported by the public. The blockade is not supported by the public. So Trudeau hits on both those points, and he's yeah. hoping he's going to come up looking better than he did. Well, that's why I think there there has been a lot of politics going on here. Oh, yeah. we, we know that. I mean, I think Trudeau, in, in some cases, has deliberately fanned the flames of this thing because he thinks that he's isolating the conservatives on it, and he's got a good wedge issue with most of the public mm-hmm. on his side, right? And and we see the result of that with the conservatives struggling to find their footing mm-hmm. on this, too. So, so let me play a clip here of the conservative leader, Candace Bergen, yesterday in the House of Commons going after Trudeau. Here's what she said. And these liberals are still big fans of polarization, division, and negativity. Two years into this pandemic, Mr. Speaker, Canadians deserve in this moment some optimism and some hope for the future, and they deserve it leadership from their government. They need to know when the federal mandates and restrictions will be lifted. Okay, so I guess that's her bottom line, is that they're calling for some sort of timeline to lift the mandates, which is what the the truck protesters want, too. And we are seeing movement. I mean, right now, there's a news conference happening right now with the federal health minister who's expected to roll back... The PCR test. Okay, what is is that about? So that's... uh, Now it's... You're not going to have to provide uh, proof of a negative PCR test when you cross the border back into Canada. You still have to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, for travel, but that test, which is, you know, we've talked about this before, I think it was about 200 bucks a pop. So if you've got a family of four traveling, it's an $800 cost you're adding just to come home. So that's going to be a uh, stand down. That's going to be lifted as of, um, as of, I assume as of today or as of tomorrow. Yeah. And you're seeing, you know, Doug Ford's uh, bailing on the vaccine mandates on March 1st. You've got Jason Kenney already doing that. 
Yeah. Uh, Scott Moe, um, we're going to have a news conference with Henry today. We're going to see some lifting of restrictions. We're not going to see a uh, lifting of the vaccine card, the vaccine passport. That's not going. That's in place at least until June 30th. But you and I have talked before. I expect it to be lifted before June 30th. But not today, you don't no, think? No, not today. It's yeah. not going to happen today, folks. Right. And okay. what, time, what time is that Bonnie Henry news conference today? That's at 1.30 today. Okay. Uh, so I expect the... the the um, restrictions on restaurant dining six to a table, I think that's going to be lifted. I think you're going to see the the 50% capacity rule lifted, or at least um, relaxed a bit, maybe not to 100%, but certainly not. it's going to be more than 50%. So you're going to be able to have wedding receptions, uh, celebrations of life, funerals um, in, in greater numbers indoors, and we're going to see a relaxation of that through the spring. All right, welcome back. Baldry's Beat. Lots of calls again. Linda on Vancouver Island. Hi, go ahead. Hi there. Um, listening Hi. to your show today, I've never called into a radio show before, but I just felt I needed to bring up the point of the requirement of the media to have a more unbiased or less inflammatory um, participation in this situation, because I feel like there are um, some statements that are being made that are false, blatantly false. Um, and like I'm what? not a... Like the truckers are trying to overthrow the government. That was in that was in their man, that was in their the, manifesto. That's the organizers. That's their language. They want they want the governor general to take Trudeau out, and put them in government in a coalition with the other parties. They wanted to sit down with the coalition of parties. Yeah, yeah. They, no, they want to that's form a government. Conversation. That's not no. overthrowing the government. No, that's insurrection. Sorry. No, what they did was they put out what they called a memorandum of understanding that said they wanted the governor general to effectively dismiss the government and replace it with like a provisional coalition that would include the truckers. Yeah, unelected. That would you know, so they would be part of a coalition to govern the country and get them through this this crisis and and. and and you know take down the vaccine mandates now later on to be fair after they were took a lot of ridicule over that saying what is this what you want it you want the governor general to take the government out like what they then they said oh we take that back now they sort so of we're going we're going to take that some down are, some are still clinging to that yeah i mean there are still arguments going on about fire the gov dismiss the government yeah. now you know that's not to say that Every single person at these blockades is some kind of conspiracy crackpot that nope. wants to do so. There are people who have got, I think, some legitimate and reasonable concerns about the impact of these mandates and restrictions on their lives. Well, and, you, and they would like to see some roadmap that, for them to be, to that's be relaxed. Not, those are not the organizers. Right. Right. So, I mean, so, you know, the fact of the matter, I would encourage you, Linda, to go and check out that memorandum of understanding and read it for yourself that they put out themselves, Okay. Thank you for the call. John in West Van. Hey, John. Yeah, hi. Just give me the courtesy of just hearing what it is I have to say, guys, because uh, we certainly hear enough from you guys. Um, in, in a point where the lady just mentioned previous, right, uh, give me a legitimate time frame that you feel that the prime minister will continue to have these uh, uh, mandates in place and these restrictions in place. I mean, other places are opening up, other provinces, other countries are relaxing their requirements for this virus and this COVID. So, again, are we talking another month, another two months federally? Um, are we? And, and again, the Prime Minister has gone to extraordinary measures, bringing forward this Emergencies Act as a means of, again, ruination of a, of a large, a fair number of Canadians that just want an answer to the question. And all I hear from you guys in the media is basically these people are asking the question the wrong way. 
But again, give me a time frame as to when you believe the prime minister will say, okay, we're going to start to do something that is even close to what these people are asking. Yeah, that's guy, a, you, you have to put it to the prime minister. I mean, you're uh, beating up on the people every single day, but you're teaching, but you're muzzled when it comes to any criticism against the one man that could make the difference. No, I think Trudeau has been asked He's frequently, been asked many times, uh, probably on, on a to sort out some of the confusion here. So the vac- most of the vaccine mandates, if you want to call it that, or vaccine passports, have nothing to do with Trudeau. Those are provincial matters. So, the, for example, Doctor Bonnie Henry will be asked today about the vaccine uh, card in BC, the vaccine mandates. Yeah. Uh, those are provincial responsibilities. Trudeau, is re- the federal government is responsible for the federal border yeah. and for federal employees, right. not for anyone else in terms of vaccine mandates or, or, or passports, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I expect, uh, in BC's example, the vaccine card, uh, which is required to go into certain venues, including restaurants, it right now is set to expire June 30th. So there's your timeline. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is lifted before then. The federal government uh, will see when their, their vac- the border requirement is a two-way street. The Joe Biden administration also requires a vaccine mandate in, or vaccination uh, a proof of vaccination if you want to cross the border. So that has to work in tandem. It has to be both the U.S. and Canada working together to, to uh, change the rules at the border. So that's, uh, again, to put a timeline on that. Maybe later this spring, early summer, but again, I don't think uh, we're there yet. I think the caller makes a perfectly reasonable point, though, to ask when there will be like a timeline to relax some of these measures. Like if you remember at the start of this, we were told a lot of officials told us this is not forever. Mm-hmm. This is for now. This is these are measures are temporary to get us through this health crisis. So we're now going into year three of this thing. The federal mandates that are in place include some of the travel mandates, but also for federally regulated employees, which includes truckers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of people who are under these federal mandates are saying, okay, look, we're into year three of this thing. The, the, the virus seems to be less virulent or it's causing less severe illness. When is this going to be over? Like, we've got a lot of other countries doing that and relaxing these mandates. When is that going to be over? It's now, a fair, where it's I would, a fair question. It's a fair ask. question, yep. but where I would object to the caller is saying, oh, the media's covering this up. They don't want to talk about it. Gets it. Asked. asked about this frequently. And so is Dr. Bonnie Henry. So is every provincial health officer. So is Teresa Tam. And the signals are getting. It, Nobody can put a finite, firm date on this because it's based on science and evolving science. But again, you read, pick through the tea leaves, you get the impression we're looking at sometime in the summer is likely when these things are going to be relaxed. Okay, we're squeezing one more call. Ray and Burnaby, but you got 30 seconds. You got to go quick. Oh, great. Okay, uh, well, here's the thing. So the, the, the uh, restrictions, the emergency restrictions, now they're um, getting new tools to uh, combat the truckers, truckers who were only going to do it temporarily as well, but they had to ramp up their thing because they had no, they got no, uh, no other voice, no other tools to to affect change in the government. Thank you, Ray. I'm not cutting you off. We're just out of time. You're Ten seconds. Well, there was no indication that this was temporary. This thing had begun from a, a sort of short protest to a long-term entrenched protest with no end in sight. That's why you saw the act yesterday. Keith, thanks a lot.